0: Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Ignite Your Heart and Soul, right here in selfdiscoverymedia.com. I'm your host, Sarah Troy, and my guest is Flowing River. Darian, uh, how do you sp- pronounce your surname, love?
1: It's... Darren O'Hanion is the birth name, but I go by Flowing River.
0: Flowing River, okay. So he's had quite a transition in his life. He followed a traditional route of uh, having to have results and all that matters is results and never followed the pack, which his father told him to do. And at the age of 20, he went down that traditional route. Instead of going to college, he became an entrepreneur. He worked really, really hard, but soon found... Uh, you know it wasn't working for him at the computer all day long he found that his body was suffering so he turned to alcohol and and um, and turned to uh what was it the cannabis as well and realized that uh, you know it wasn't working for him either so he found himself in costa rica and uh, then he started his journey into becoming flowing river and we're going to discover all about that today and the traveling that is done and where he is today but he says uh, darian is here to help people align their body mind and spirit to the highest potential so that they may remember their life's true purpose we empower each other well, with individuals with tools that help them walk that path of self-mastery sovereignty and freedom and uh, following the pack and it's never a good idea to follow a pack you know we've all got a beautiful individual park we could be part of an orchestra but we've got to be that individual instrument so you took the traditional way you had your little cosmic two by four that redirected you and now you're on a path of true enlightenment and enlightening others along the way which is the path that we really want everybody to find for themselves isn't it welcome to the show love
1: Thank you so much. So grateful to be on the show, Sarah, and really excited. And absolutely, um, that's really the the purpose to walk this earth's surface is to express our heart's purest intentions. And when I found what my heart was really speaking through me, it was, how can I be of service? Uh-huh. You know, it's like, how can I serve the rest of humanity in awakening to this truth of this feeling that is coming through the center of my chest Yes. Yeah, just wanting to share it with everyone you know so absolutely
0: meaningful purpose is service to one another and a lot of people kind of get mixed up between service and servitude and you know we don't want people to become servants we want them to be of free will to be of service to one another but you really need to know what your instrument is in that service what are you bringing and so the self-discovery of who we are and what our instrument is, is something that we need to do first. A lot of people step into the, the service, but what are you serving if you don't know who you are and what you have?
1: Yes, absolutely. I love the analogy that you made, the metaphor of the orchestra and okay. finding your note in the music of life how can we weave this together in perfect harmony and make beautiful music together? Right. And for me, what you're alluding to is the gift. Mm -hmm. What is your divine gift that you've been perhaps suppressing, you know, through going after uh, oh, I have to make a lot of money So I can't be creative Or, oh, I have to pay the bills So I can't do that one thing I really want to do And have been really wanting to do for Forever and ever <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But we keep putting it off When are we going to do it? Oh, we're going to do it When we have a million dollars in the bank And well, guess what? You're going to be like 80 years old by then you, you're not going to be able to get out of your bed so yeah. <laughs> And, be I, and a million
0: dollars means nothing by that time either <laughs> Yeah, exactly
1: Due to inflation So <laughs> yes. you, you just got caught in the game you know yeah. it's like that's this is why it's so critical to understand like now the present moment is the only moment yes. this moment lasts forever so like make it happen right now like and you know some people might say oh well flowing river you tell me to jump off of a cliff with no parachute well that's one way to do it there's infinite ways you could also gradually you know start shifting your time and priorities into um understanding who you truly are and what it is that you're being called to bring forth uh, into the earth. Because uh, as as you know, everyone has their own special unique flavor that just adds to the juiciness of life. So we don't want you on the sidelines, you know, we want you in, in the middle of the stew, like cooking it up. <laughs>
0: yeah. well, I mean, you know, take a buffet, a smoker's board. If it was all the same food, it'd be rather boring. But what makes it so enticing is the fact that there are so many different choices. And, you know, we're a part of that, smokers board we're bringing our flavor to the table and it may not be somebody else's flavor but that's okay because if you look to trying to please everybody you're going to let yourself and everyone else down but if you just step into your own light and be that light you will shine bright to show others the way really who we're responsible for is ourselves isn't it not anybody else's opinion of us
1: absolutely absolutely and you know I kind of want to go back to Costa Rica, that moment when I was at Finkamorfo, because that is when I truly started to step into that gift. Mm -hmm. And I had not written poetry for 11 years, you know, this is how far I had gotten away from my heart. And when I was 17, I was writing poetry about, you know, the normal things, breaking up with my girlfriend, problem with my parents. Then I didn't write for 11 years because I went after the nine to five and just got really stuck in the, the, the rat race, you know? But in Costa Rica, I was re able to rekindle the spark, connecting with the land, connecting with community and allowing myself to not only receive love, but give love without being taken advantage of, which was very important for me. And I started receiving poetry. I didn't know it at the time. I thought I was writing it, right? and I'm writing poetry, and I'm realizing this poetry is teaching me things. Mm-hmm. It's it's becoming a mantra as I'm saying it. It's reprogramming my subconscious mind and realigning me to new frequencies to um, manifest synchronicities in my life that lead me to people, places, and things that explain what the poem was actually about three to six months later. Yeah, Then I realized it was my higher self mm-hmm dropping breadcrumbs for me to continually expand my heart and illuminate my mind, which was, that's an incredible way to (laughs) step into your gift. I don't, you know, everyone will have their own unique story, but it took me trusting to open myself to, you know, receive these things. And to say that, um, to record them because I could have just had them as thoughts. Oh, thoughts coming and I I don't write them down. I don't repeat them. You know, how many times that people will receive a message or guidance or a sign or intuitive hit from their heart or their stomach, but they'll just ignore it.
0: Just dismiss it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Dismiss it. But really what you're dismissing is you're dismissing yourself.
0: Your wisdom. wisdom. (laughs) Yes. Yes. it's,
1: It's coming to you. So So, you know, in finding our gifts, it's also uh, what I remember from the experience is it's also learning how to listen, Mm -hmm. because as we listen more intently, then we can allow that wisdom to come through and allow us to step into our our, our higher self. Mm -hmm. But of course, we have to trust because our mind says from a past experience, go right. Yes. The intuition is saying go left. Yes. So, so.
0: Oh, oh, they, oh, the butt, or oh, the butt, or oh, the butt. And, you know, I would say sit on the butt. That's the only butt you should have, right? Yeah. You know, it's, uh, for me, from my knowledge um, through the years of my teachings is the knowingness. And the knowingness is the, that gut instinct. You know, why do you know? I don't know. I just know. I call that the divine knowingness, the divine wisdom. It resonates with your heart and truth. It goes to your spirit into action and your mind will know what it needs to know when it needs to know it. This is knowledge up here in our noggin, right? This is all accumulated programming and knowledge that we've accumulated. And it could be pretty useless if we don't have the wisdom to know how to use it. Mm. And if we're stuck in our heads all the time, this is where we get lost. We're not asking for the soul, heart and spirit's intellect to be a part of the equation. And this is why we always feel so disconnected. But when we can listen to our our soul, our higher self, our spirit speak to us, it ignites that heart in truth. And you, it is what it is then. It's divine truth. It's your divine truth to do with what you are meant to do with. And it comes from that very core of you. But we have to get out of the head and feel the wisdom in order to understand what's being told to us and how to use it.
1: Yes. And I think a very important part uh, that you just mentioned in one word is feel you know? yes because the body for me is a hard drive it yes everything you know it, it's and we when we feel that joy when we feel that bliss when we feel that empowerment of you know standing in our divine truth and expressing it it reprograms our entire cell like cellular structure into Uh, something that our mind didn't believe was possible just even 10 seconds before. Right. You know, so feeling, but the issue with society these days is that we're always running away from Mm -hmm. our pain. We're running away from our trauma. Why? Because we don't want to feel it because when we felt it, it hurt. Yes. So we run away because we want to protect ourselves and we protect ourselves by drinking alcohol, smoking marijuana every day, taking prescription drugs, Or getting so busy with our work that, you know, we don't have time to deal with our pain. But as you know, that doesn't heal anything. That just puts it underneath the rug. And so what happens with the pain, the pain that you used to feel, it turns into an ice block. It becomes numb, but it's still there in your body. You just think you healed it, but you actually didn't do anything. You just dug it deeper in a, a deeper hole for yourself. So, More work
0: to, to release it now, right? Because it's gone so cellular.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's you know, deep work to, to get the yeah. excavator and go back in there Yeah. later. I, I'm speaking from experience here, things mm-hmm. that I've held for 20 years. And it's a lot to uproot a, a core belief of being I'm unworthy, you know, if Age. that happened when you're in uh, middle school or, or, or mm-hmm. elementary school. And so, but it can be done you know, and everyone has the ability to heal themselves and reveal themselves because it's feel to heal, to reveal, <laughs> mm-hmm. what are you revealing? You're revealing your true self, your, your divine gifts. So this path, I just, of self-discovery, you know, I just keep encourage everyone, just keep going, just keep going.
0: Yeah, and, you know, it's not other people like, you know, like you, you're going to share your skills. You're going to share the tools But how we use those tools is our own individuality, right? You can share the wisdom, um, the expertise that got you where you are, and people can put it in their backpack, and they can travel forward and use it when they need to. But they've got to understand, no matter who's there to help you along the way, they're not there to carry your burden. They're -hmm. there to help you release your own burden because you want to walk forward lighter with the wisdom in your backpack, with the knowledge that should you meet this again, you know what to do when you face it but i think people are are just willing to abstain from going through the process because they feel the process is so much more painful think about it does your body hurt are you feeling discontent are you dis-eased in your body and mind heart and soul because you just don't feel you belong you are already in pain and it is so much easier to go through the process and release than it is to stay there and become crippled by it.
1: Absolutely. And the thing is, as soon as you get, because the only way out is through. Yes. You you can't can't run away from your pain. It's going to come catch up with you. Oh, yeah. Eventually, you know, that pattern will come back and repeat itself. So the only opportunity is to go through you know crying and wailing your arms or you can go through with joy and a heart of filled with gratitude for this beautiful lesson that's actually a blessing in your life because now you get to release that trauma and it doesn't come back in fact you feel lighter and brighter and you know it's like but of course the first 50 percent, i you know going up the mountain Mm -hmm. is (laughs)
0: Grueling. <laughs> yes, gruelling. But
1: once you get over the hump, it yeah. starts getting easier, you know? So just know that. Just keep going. Yes. So I,
0: you know, Everybody that I've interviewed, that I've worked with through the years, that has been willing to go through that process, climb that mountain, they have all said, it. you know, that they would do it again, because who they are now and what they're doing in their meaningful purpose is everything that they never knew they could be and if they hadn't had the experience you know of what happened to them what set them on that journey of recovery of process uh, they would not be doing what they're doing today which is so meaningful and of service to everyone else so yes it's grueling at first you know it's hard carrying that heavy backpack of pain up the hill but then you say i don't need this anymore i can let this out of out of bag and i can leave this behind and by the time you get to that top of the mountain you feel free you're right i'm not carrying the burdens anymore i'm not carrying the trauma anymore you can look at it you can talk about it but you no longer feel the pain associated with it
1: mm. i would love to share a poem
0: mm, please
1: on this and let me just pull it up There was two poems I wanted to share, but now that you just brought up the baggage, let's talk about that. Um, So this poem is called Pain Pill. And it's about that pain that we're carrying around. And it's number 42 out of 144 on the path of um, awakening to unconditional love. So why are we carrying out those bags, right? People are so addicted to pain addicted to the baggage they carry around their names, dragging ball and chain. If only they looked at the picture through a different frame, a different perspective, they would inspect and dissect to see that they select. Each scene, projected dreams, prismatic beams from the mind's eye. Instead, they cry, hands held out, screaming, why? Why me, a victim of my own reality? Ugh the fucking agony, the death, decay, dismay, the dire straits of hell's gates, flames that lick fingertips burning in my yearning, in the ashes of my own demise, shaking fists cursing the sky, or is that hot, hot heat, the warm glow of the sunrise, a new day to break away as the blue jays, over mountains and waterways, for what we say is what we pray. So watch what you say. As I said, it's all a matter of perspective, So stop thinking with the head and start feeling with the heart to reflect the creator's art and give thanks to the dark for the space to create the spark of your new story arc for one can turn a zero into the hero of any story you wish to weave. But first you must trust yourself enough to believe that what you know in your heart, you have already achieved.
0: Beautiful and perfect and poignant and encapsulates everything what we just said. So absolutely. Letting it flow. You know, you, you talk about coming from the heart and, and your wisdom coming you know, from the soul speaking to you and you realize it's your higher self. Um, when we allow our higher selves just to, to come through us and the word allow is a big word because so many people want to dictate how it should be, right? You know, mm-hmm. I want it in this color and this size and this, this and I want it then da, 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 and I want these results. And it's like, oh God, you know, I'll come back when you're ready to allow. Right. And when we open up and we allow, Oh my God, the magnificent things that come through us that are such teachings to ourselves and to others.
1: Yes, absolutely. It's, it's beyond wonderful. And, you know, it's the same thing that I'm seeing with the manifestation movement in uh, the new age community. It's when, when you're trying to manifest, you're dictating with your mind, what is that you want? But guess what? The divine, is beyond any comprehension of your mind, the the four lines of a box of your thoughts that have you caught up in your head. So you can go beyond that yes. by trusting and allowing what is something greater than you could ever imagine to manifest before your very eyes. Then you are in a state of awe. Yeah. And your jaw is on the floor because it's that beautiful. And it's, you're like, and you just say, thank you.
0: Yes, <laughs> Yes, that's all there is to say. Thank you. And, you know, now with this beautiful gift you have given me, I will, I will do. And and I'm, I'm always telling people, feel the knowledge, don't think the knowledge, you know, because only in the feeling do we actually understand what the knowledge means, only when it comes from the heart, the heart, you can feel your heart expanding when something resonates with you in truth. You can feel the entire vibration and the aura of you reaching out. And everything about you becomes light. And this is why people get drawn to you, because they feel that light. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: they're suffering from their own darkness. And they would like you to shed light on them so they can navigate their own way through. So it is essential that we step into our light as a human race, because we're seeing so much darkness and really a lot of light needs to be shed on it. But it is no shame or no blame the people that are in that darkness are on that treadmill or in that hurricane and they're swirling around, not knowing how to get out. And then more and more, it goes around the more hysterical and caught up in that fear, in that terror. And they just don't know how to get out. And somebody just needs to pull the thread so the hurricane can disperse. That journey, getting out of the hurricane is a hard one. I know we've, you've done it. I've done it. But when you do, and even your legs are wobbly on the land because you're still spinning. At least you're free of the hurricane and now that canvas is yours. Paint it as you wish, but come from the heart and the soul and the spirit and that painting will be true to you and what your meaningful purpose is here to do.
1: Absolutely, and I I feel that when, when you're able to reach that perspective and that experience, you know, it allows us to step into deeper understanding for the people that are in the hurricane because you've been there. Yes. You can offer, you know, your advice, you can offer your, um, uh, your heart to listen, to be compassionate. So even if this person that's in the hurricane is coming against you, which Mm. is probably one of the greatest initiations that we may face Mm. (laughs) because it's, to be assistance when the hurricane is over there, <laughs> and you're like, I see a hurricane, and I want to help you, you know. But when the hurricane's coming at you, and you're inside of the hurricane, and you must stand still in your love and in in the truth, this can be quite the you know perceived challenge. But even when you're in the middle of the hurricane, being able to understand, put yourself in their shoes, find compassion. For understanding, what are their? I, I like to go into karma here. Their karmic hooks or mental afflictions that, you know, the past experiences of pain and suffering that they're attached to, that they're manifesting here, and not take it personally, and be instead of ask how can I get away from this person? How can I be of service to this person? You know, how can I? How can I help create? from a place, not of reaction of behavioral patterns in the past, but as consciously co-creating, what is the best possible scenario for all sentient beings here and now, or all people in this moment now, what is the absolute best? So you're not thinking about what's the best for me, self-centeredness, how can I get away, protect myself? It's how, what is the best for all of us? And maybe the best is that you take space. So you just need to listen in that moment. Maybe that is the absolute best, but don't do it from a place of, only for me. Mm-hmm. Do it for a place of what is the best for, for all. And that allows us to dissipate those those hurricanes with more grace, ease and flow um, when we can really stay in the frequency of gratitude and being grateful for the hurricane for what it's trying to teach us, you know, and having that lens of perspective that allows us to sit, stay above the hurricane, so to speak, yeah, you know, to float above it. So, Yeah, I love that you you brought us there. the Eye of the storm.
0: (laughs) We all have a storm somewhere in our lives, and you know the magnitude of it is only measured by us because you know nobody can compare. Well, you know my pain is bigger than yours. There is no comparison. The pain is pain to you. The question is: Is is that pain stifling you? Is it strangling you? Is it stopping you from seeing what is possible? Um, And you can tell. When it's like that with people, because literally everything about them grips the hands, the body, everything is tense. And we know that we need to flow. Everything needs to flow within us, around us, and for us. And it's really hard to get people to ungrip and just take that breath. And I notice in your teachings, you do breathing modalities of you know, taking that breath, which is the oxygen, the chakras need, and the body needs, and everything else needs, just to let go. And so many people for so long haven't let go that they don't even know what the open palm is. You know, being able to oh, take that breath and go, I haven't felt this relaxed in so long. And, <laughs> right? I mean, so many people are in that state. And it's like, I was there once and it's like, oh my God, how did I survive that? Because I like being flippity-floppity. <laughs> <flowing>. <laughs> <laughs> i can't stand being the rigid type but um so you do those breathings with people um how have you found it with people that are you know going from this rigid tenseness to opening up
1: yeah it's it's a process what i found is you know there's three primary paths of ascension or opening Um, From the mental plane, which many people are familiar with, subconscious reprogramming or meditation, the emotional plane, which is through the path of the heart, through karma, yogi, I'm doing seva or charitable works. You know, I'm doing devotional work. But a lot of people don't really take the physical plane of ascension, which is the path through the body. And it's not very popular these days. I think more people are awakening to it. There's a new term for it, somatic body awareness. The connection between the, the mind and the brain. And we alluded to it before, the body becoming numb. Mm-hmm. And so when we're in the breath or we're doing any of these physical healing practices, we're going into the issues in our tissues, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I like to explain the tension like this. You, you mentioned balling up fists and this. And what you're doing is you're contracting. You're physically manifesting, I need to protect my heart. You're creating a cage around that. Or if your arms are the opposite direction, your heart's wide open, you're completely vulnerable and exposed, you you know, but that's the reason that you're not exposed is because you're in full trust that you are perfectly safe and sound. Now, how do we get back to that when we've been trained since, you know, seven years old and younger, that the world is a scary place? Don't put your finger there. Don't do this. Don't do that. Of course, it was by the well-meaning of our parents. But then society comes along and they have movies. These are the bad guys and these are the monsters and you got to watch out. And so it just compiles and adds on and it becomes this very scary place in our mind if we believe that. And as as we said before, the body stores all of our memories. So what happens when I've been using this example of anger? because everyone gets angry oh yeah you and uh you know your your partner they're talking discussing a uh, uh, relationship matter or whatever and they trigger you in some way um and you feel the energy and the emotion of anger coming through your channel coming through your being and in that moment you have the opportunity if you are an absolute master to be hollow bamboo you just allow the emotion to wash through you you neutrally observe it with zero attachment. Now that's probably not the majority of people, but what normally happens typically is the energy will come through. We'll receive a thought of, Oh, I'm angry, you know, and this will tense up your body. It's like, when you're angry, you have to prepare for confrontation. Mm -hmm. Nobody likes confrontation. There's a fear attached to that as well. And the moment you create the agreement within yourself that I am angry, that energy, does not flow through your channel anymore. It does not ground out. It will get stuck inside of your body. And when it gets stuck inside your body, it manifests physically as tension. If we learn from the Chinese School of Masters, we understand that there's meridians and energetic lines going all throughout our body. So you can imagine tension or a knot in your body being a dam, blocking the divine flow of prana through your, your body. And so what happens is the tension builds up on that meridian point in your shoulder. Energy tries to come through later, say when you're not angry anymore, energy tries to come through. It hits that tension. Now what happens? Pain. Mm -hmm. You feel the pain, right? But what is pain? Pain is just a reminder. Pain is just trying to get your attention. And what is attention but consciousness? And what is consciousness but love? So your pain is just trying to get your love. But we got to take it one more step further. We got to put our intention into the tension to heal and release, right? Now, what is that that pain and that tension there for the the reminder is, hey, let go of this attachment. You are holding on to the belief that you're an angry person or that you're angry in these situations. And that's not in alignment with your divine self. So let go of this and you will no longer feel pain. In fact, you'll feel bliss (laughs) (laughs) because that's your natural state. (laughs) That's what you've always been since the day you were born. You were a ball of joy until you reprogrammed yourself to be something other than that. So that's, um, through the breath and through various different healing techniques, such as shaking or resistance training or, um, vocal toning, uh, you know these are some of the physical masculine principles that i perceived. and then i also have the yin the, the feminine principles of surrendering into your pain rather than just going through it because you can also the the masculine side is very penetrative force so we're going directly to the pain i'm going to shake it up i'm going to breathe it out breath of fire you know i'm really going to move it oh, I
0: like a dragon you know, like a
1: dragon you can you can totally do that. It works. Yeah. But guess what? Every door doesn't need a battering ram. Right. Door, just okay. need a key. <laughs> mm, <laughs> you just mm, got mm. turn the doorknob. Yes. And so the feminine principle is really beautiful because it allows us to surrender and melt into melt our pain to just literally watch it just fall off of us. But to get to that point, we have to receive our pain as a mother would and hold it in our arms and love it and just cherish it and thank you so much and get so soft and so gentle. And that is, you know, its own work in itself to become more gentle, more more soft with with yourself, to yourself, Yeah, it's loving yourself and accepting yourself and trusting yourself. And it's day by day, it's breath by breath, it's step by step until... You know, you are reborn as your true self and you come out as the beautiful butterfly. So, yeah, yeah, that's a little bit about that.
0: Yeah, I would say with emotions that every emotion has a reason because it's there to tell you something. You're reacting to something. Acknowledge it. What are you reacting to? Even spend the emotion just for a moment. You know, release it. Uh, You may want to cry. You may want to yell. You, You know, you're just maybe tense up for a moment and then release spend the emotion don't get emotional about the emotion because it's so easy to if you're in the anger just to forget what you're angry about and just turn the volume up on the anger and then that anger has got hold of you and it's so much harder then to release it so our emotions are there for a reason why am i angry i didn't like what that person said or did okay Uh, why did they say or do that where does it come from let me send them love and light right and I've now released my anger because maybe where they are at that present time is lost and they don't realize the words or the actions they're taking is coming from somebody that is a lost soul so we can always turn it around the whole thing is flow like the river right? We are on constantly need to be in flow. Nothing about us should be stagnant. We can be at rest and at peace. But even then, things are flowing within and around us. But that rhythm and that flow is something that always needs to be there. And if you get stuck in any one emotion, now you've trapped that energy and that flow.
1: Yes, absolutely. And what you've done is you've agreed to a certain experience of reality you know, what you've really done is defined and confined an infinite mind to this one set of possibilities. So when you're in that restful state, when you're in the receptive state, anything is possible. Anything can be birthed. But the moment that you create the agreement and get attached to I'm angry, well, now you've created a linear experience. Now you're going down this timeline where you're only going to experience that you're angry. You don't have the opportunity to be in joy. You don't have the opportunity to be making a weird sound, you know, like, because you're angry. So
0: instead of shaking your sillies out, you look like yeah. something that's really threatening. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so we, we get to, you know, stay receptive. And I love the, the fact that you're talking about emotions, that they're always indicators, you know, it's the way that the universe is kind of communicating with us too. It's, it's not bad to feel anger. It's not bad to feel any of these feelings. But as they come through, if pay attention, you know what is it trying to tell you in that moment um is it maybe maybe i shouldn't maybe i wasn't listening to my intuition when i went into this business deal and i'm now i'm angry and i should have strayed away from this situation you know Um, it's creating space or separation for some reason who knows but the the point of the fact is to stay receptive and stay in the listening channel because that allows you to manifest the absolute best for yourself from the center of your chest.
0: <laughs> and at the centre of that, just that core. I can't do anything against my core. I get people, you know, proposing all sorts of things to me the whole time, and it's like, you know, it sounds very interesting. The mind might be intrigued if the core doesn't agree. Forget it, because my core is my truth. It knows me well. It knows if I should or I shouldn't. If my core is with it, then I'm willing to investigate it and be wondrous. of of the possibilities and see where it goes in trust. But the guidance system is always within us. Our generator is always within us. The universe flows through us all the time. We are never alone. (laughs) But if we shut off the heart, if we close off the heart, the wisdom can't speak through us. It can't speak to us. And if we're only in our head all the time, then we are completely lost because all we are is data constantly regurgitating itself so it is essential that we open up our hearts however broken they've been however cracked they may feel it is important that our hearts open up because that is where the wisdom will come through how do you deal with a heart that is so shut down and how do you open it up again
1: that is a really deep question (laughs) because i am going through that right now oh um in in holding space for helping you know i think the the question is is there's a double-edged sword here because one we don't want to fall into the savior complex that we have to help anyone or anything you know awaken their heart and that's a lack of for me in my my experience is a lack of trust of this other person being able to step into their fullness of their own free will and accord, which is probably what they're calling it, that to increase their willpower, um, and so holding space. There's a couple of things that that you can do. One, um, let's say the person is so lost that um, they've created separation from you, and they will listen to nothing yeah. that you say. But and but you love them and you yeah. want the absolute best for them. This is the situation I'm in, right? So there is a Buddhist practice called giving and taking. You can in meditation take on all of their pain and suffering, all of their problems, all of their doubt, fear, anxiety, anger, take it into the center of your heart. And as a strip uh, thin black smoke just imagine it coming out of their their energetic being and when you take it into your heart you transmute it and alchemize it into pure love for this person and we do something in the mental plane called polarity flipping so now you flip the script from anger and pain and you imagine this person in their divine light If they weren't angry, what would they be like? If they weren't in pain, what would they be like? Oh, well, this person would be singing mantras. They would be, you know, in the park with with me and we'd be taking nature walks just as friends, right? And and all these things are possible, right? As long as you see them first, as long as you can see them and you feel them and then you radiate it from the center of your heart out. Now, this is on the energetic level, right? So of, of what you can do from yourself if you're in a silo and the other person is unwilling to work with you or uh, meet you halfway. And then, of course, you have to back it up with your own actions. Mm-hmm. You know? And the actions could be, you know, If somebody else is in a story where they need to be right, and if they're wrong, it's like their entire ego will implode. If they're in a story like that, then maybe your action is allowing them to be right. Mm. It's observe, allow, and enjoy. How can you stay in that frequency of just watching, allowing the other person to do as they need to because their soul is teaching them what's working and what's not working and their process might be a roller coaster ride (laughs) (laughs) but you can just observe it without judgment you can allow it to be as long as it's not causing you any bodily harm or affecting your life in a negative way and then you can enjoy it So then joy is transmuting the the lower frequency into the frequency of joy. So how can I find the lesson? Where's the silver lining? Where's the blessing here? How can I be thankful for this person who is actually a great teacher in my life, teaching me more patience, more compassion, more, um, you know, willing, uh, more humbleness and humility in this moment. So the other technique is Is, is that, how can you find the silver lining? What are three things that are positive about this person? You know, what are three things that are positive about this scenario? What do you, that you're learning and bringing awareness to that. So that way it will keep the mind from one to go back into separation and, oh, judgment and this person's bad because they did this. Oh, they're not listening to me. Oh, they're just stuck in their story. That doesn't help them. And that doesn't help you. You know, that just keeps you in a hierarchical state where you feel yeah. better about yourself and the other person's suffering. is
0: even worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: It, yeah. It, it keeps you, it actually keeps you trapped. Yeah. So it's very important that you humble yourself, even if you're not being affected in a negative way, you you, you humble yourself to um, to feel the suffering and pain because you also co-created this so take responsibility for your thoughts words and actions that this is your reflection coming up in your in, in your field of awareness you know so it is hard
0: pe- It's hard to do that with with a loved one you know and i have um, three kids and you know my gray hairs have got their name on it you know so they <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um i've served my time <laughs> yeah. and you know the couple of them you know one of them in particular made some decisions that i just i couldn't from my very core support and i would say i i don't like your choices i don't like where you're going it's your journey i can't be a part of it but no i'm here when you're ready to come back and i love you i don't like your choices don't like where you're going or what you're doing but that's your journey but i love you and it actually came to a point where he was at a crossroads in life and realized that if he continued down that particular road, he'd probably end up dead. And he remembered my love for him. I can't do this to my mother because she loves me too much. And he managed to change directions. So sometimes all we can be is that silent uh, person of love and keep shining that light upon them, that love upon them. Even if we're not in the same vicinity, vibrationally, they will feel it and just keep, you know, um, waiting for them to come back. I love you. I'm here when you want me. I'm here when you need me. I am here for you. Right. But for my own psyche, my own heart and soul, I couldn't stay in that hurricane because Mm. both of us would have been destroyed. Mm. Somebody had to come out and eventually his life lesson was to go through that and then come out and understand more meaningful, more gratitude, and more purpose of where he needed to go. So mm-hmm. however painful it is sometimes, to watch your loved ones go through something, it is their life lesson. And we can just say that I love you, I'm here for you when you're ready, but it's still their free will.
1: Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And this always goes back to me for the, the parable of the prodigal son, mm-hmm. you know, coming back in his own time, allowing him to go. I feel called to share another poem. Is that all right? Please. So this poem is number 118 on the path of 144 poems. And it's called The Greatest Love. And it is a reflection of you. The greatest love is neither to your left nor to your right, above nor below. It is in the soft whisper of your heart saying, hi, hello, in the center of your center. In your heart of hearts is the start to understand the difference between the divine and man. For who is he that can go through the trials and tribulations of this thing we call life? With an open heart and still bear fruit that is ripe. The type that reminds you of the sweetness of life. The type that reminds you of your mother's embrace. The smile on your father's face. A brother that helps another. And a sister that is a cure to a weeping willow. The greatest love is as soft as goose down pillows and as strong as an ox. The greatest love knows no bounds, nor what ticks in what talks. No matter what they say, nor what they do, the greatest love will always stay true. True to the light that is within all beings. Seen through the veil, it sails on the wings of compassion. To forgive all for their misguided thoughts, words, and actions. To allow those that have forsaken to come back in their own time. For the greatest love is truly sublime and can melt even the hardest of hearts that attempt to break apart the dream tearing it from its seams, the greatest love does not waver, for it is not bound to the earth, awaiting patiently for its child's rebirth. For in this love, none can harm you, and in this love, none can deceive you. For the greatest love sees through the masks and asks, how can I be of service to the one that is wailing in pain, without ever seeking without ever seeking anything to gain for the greatest love is free free for the giving free for the living and shines as the sun upon all beings so hold fast to what is true for the greatest love of them all is you
0: so very 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 true we are love we are love for ourselves we are love for life we are love for each other we're love for everything around us. And when we step into that beautiful higher frequency of love, we can't knowingly do any harm to anyone else. Because in that state of love, we are resonance of good vibrations. And that love is so healing. And And it can be so corny, you know, because simply love is the answer. It's what makes the world go around. It's what gives us joy and meaningful purpose. And it's what gives us the gratitude and a positive attitude. (laughs) So, you know, uh, it is simply love. Yes, so many people are so afraid to go into that love because they're looking for the external love, not the internal love. And Mm. when you become the internal love, you resonate on a different vibration, on a different light. And that inspiration begets invitation. And more people want to be around that light and seek that light within themselves. So sometimes all we can be is that beacon of light, of beacon of love, and let it resonate in other people and ignite the heart
1: and soul within them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, it's it's like I uh, related to, you know, a candle lighting a, all these unlit candles. They're just waiting to be lit. They're just waiting for that spark divine inspiration this poetry th- that you're hearing and all the poems i received over five years was because there was a spark i was at a, a fire um gathering uh, around a fire in costa rica and this one brother um david weber amazing poet he invited us all to share a song or our poems and when i heard him share his poetry the words the rhythm the you know tonation the passion behind the delivery, it sparked something inside of me. Mm-hmm. And I said, you can do that too. Yes. You know? It ignited you. Can, it ignited <laughs> it me. ignited my heart, my yes. soul. As it, and and really put me on this complete trajectory of now I have this poetry book, you know, and I have all these poems that I'm continually receiving. And it's allowing uh, put yourself into positions where if if you're not already rekindled, put yourself where there is kindling. You know, find people that, people, places, or things that you feel in your heart that are expansive to you, that you feel safe, you feel in your joy, you feel expressive. Those are the the moments that, you know, you're giving them the opportunity for that flame to be re-sparked and relit. And from there, all you all you have to do is. Let go of the hands on the on the wheel
0: <laughs> yes yes let tesla drive you
1: <laughs> it, will, it will take you
0: <laughs> yeah well i think this is actually one of the hard things uh, as a lesson in our process of our growth is is letting go of the wheel is trusting is letting that divide and as i said when the heart is open ready to receive that soul wisdom just comes pouring through And you know, everything you need to know is in there. And if we could take the ego out of it, no, no, it's my knowledge. No, it is, uh, it's like I look at Tesla actually as as an example, here is a person that opened up his channel so wide and he was given such incredible knowledge that was far beyond us, that we're really only tapping into now over a hundred years later. But he had the intellect to understand what to do with it. But he openly allowed it to come through him. And that's the thing. If we can take the ego out of us and we don't need to own everything, right? Because we've allowed it to come through us. it's a part of us. It's like when you birth a child, I don't own my children. I'm a custodian of them. They're a part of me. I'm a part of them, but I don't own them. If we could look at the wisdom in the same way and allow it to come through us without the ego, Getting in the way. Just imagine what beautiful truths would come from people.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> I just received a poem about that yesterday too, um, but it's pretty high level. Uh, I, I'm not feeling called to share that one actually, um, but there. The, what you're speaking to is is essentially. Not mine but thine, you know it, it's not I or you, it's we. Yeah. It's the stepping into oneness yeah. and experiencing and embodying oneness and seeing every one and everything as yourself and going all the way back into nothingness, knowing that you had nothing to begin with. Mm-hmm. So how can you take ownership over anything that you know, is come before your eyes. It's actually all a divine gift. Yeah. So we can only have gratitude for gifting these experiences to ourselves so that we can remember to dance, you know, yeah. our, our our beautiful dance. And it's really the greatest love story I've ever seen, heard, ever. It's just an eternal romance. It
0: is. It is because you can't help but see all the possibilities in life. Right. You know, and the thing is, as that instrument uh, in the orchestra, we are responsible for our instrument. We are responsible for how we take this information and what we do with it. We do need to take onus of it, but because we're a part of it, we're in a synergy with it. So, you know, It's the same for people that it comes through them, but they never share it. Right. Mm. So, you know, uh, and then how we share it. Are we honoring the message? Are we speaking the message truly? Right. Uh, Or has ego stepped in and taken over? So we're still as a as an individual um, in this oneness. We have to understand that we're part of that. We're part of the cellular structure. Now, how many cellular structures are in a body? Right. And yeah, so, you know, one cellular starts breaking down, it contaminates another and another. And this is where you get the disease. Um, When one cellular structure amongst all cellular structures are in harmony with each other, now you have abundance. So it's to remember uh, amongst this universe, we're a very important cell. And what we do with this divine information, whom we share it with, how we approach people is the reason why we're here. We're here to to bring humanity up to a higher vibration because the universe says we're behind (laughs) we've got to catch up (laughs) it's like come on folks you've been here for centuries it's time to evolve
1: (laughs) absolutely and always getting those beautiful reminders um so i'd i'd love to continue chatting forever more (laughs) it's been such a wonderful chat um i do have to move into the next scene of the dream.
0: Right. But how do people get hold of your book? How do they get hold of you? And what kind of programs do you offer people?
1: Absolutely. So the book is the flowing river, 144 poems of awakening, the, from the ego, all the way to unconditional love. You can check that out on Amazon. If you search for the flowing river.
0: And And, and it's under your name, flowing river too, or which name would it be under?
1: Yeah, it's under flowing river and my website. Also very easy to remember, flowingriver.co, that's dot C-O. And it has all my creative projects and offerings there as well. But if you do want to step into um, learning the tools and techniques to clear your channel and really step into self-mastery to allow, to surrender, to have these gifts be birthed through you and doing physical practice resonates with you, well, I've got the perfect thing. It's vibration.com. It's um, the four yang and four yin techniques that I spoke of earlier. They're really powerful practices to release trauma in the body so that you can just be more yourself, your true self. So I invite you all into that container as well. And um, that's, that's it.
0: Get in with the flow, folks, you know, ignite your heart and soul. It's a beautiful place to be. It's extremely harmonious. It doesn't mean we don't, you know, we're not in La La Land, you know, we're not all Kumbaya, but we understand the beauty of the loving peace that is there within us and around us. And We seek it out and we embrace it and we share it with everyone else. And and it hopefully ignites that heart and soul in others as well. Right yes yes go for it go for it these waters are wonderful come on in
1: it's It's like one giant jacuzzi
0: the waves washing over you washing everything away you're just floating on the water heavenly yes thank you so much for being with us here today
1: absolutely it was my pleasure and honor thank you sarah for having me
0: Until next time, folks, remember, you also can flow down the river. If you just let yourself go, unclaps those hands and just step up and embrace. He has a wonderful program for you. You must certainly need to get the book because the book in itself with the poetry will ignite things inside of you that are ready to be turned on. Until next time, folks. Bye for now. We hope that you enjoyed the show. You will hear many, many shows here on selfdiscoverymedia.com.